0: Welcome to Black Talk Radio News with Scotty Reed, of course. It's our broadcast from Behind the Enemy Lines of USA, Inc. I have, uh, joining me as a guest, Kwabena Rasuli. Um, Black Talk Radio family, of course, you know him. He's been on BTR News over the years, um, for a number of years. So, and he's always, uh, spoken to the issue of the violence that is, uh, assaulting the ears of anyone who is tuned in to a number of these radio stations, uh, quote, unquote, black owned, but mostly uh, owned by European uh, corporations. And when we had these markets that they do, you know, call urban markets, but that's just code for black. Um, and then they had these other markets. Um, most of the markets that they have labeled urban is violently assaulting uh, people's ears and especially children's ears uh, with violent lyrics, uh, messages to go out and commit various acts of violence, whether that violence is rape, um, just because um, somebody puts something in a woman's drink and she passes out and he isn't violently raping her. That's the way some people might look at that um, because there's no resistance, but she's passed out. That's still an act of violence, uh, uh, in, in my book. So, uh, he, he has focused on the source of these subliminal messages, um, that are just, I mean, really vulgar and very, very destructive and they're targeting certain populations and it's just not targeting black people, but we have always heard over the years how, um, white youth make hip hop popular make this rap music popular and when you look at artists like Snoop Dogg and them putting on these concerts and what have you it's dominated by European children so you know I I just really thank Kwame Rasuli for sticking to it all these years with Clear the Airways project and pointing out this this violent part of society because society allows it but we want first but we want to break it down later uh, Tamika Mallory is described as a black activist and she was a chief organizer of, I believe it was the 2017, uh, Women's March, uh, part of, part of that. Um, I believe uh, was telling me earlier that, you know, she's done some work in the past with Sharpton and, and we'll get all to that. But she w- was part of a press conference and it was like 30 minutes long. And anybody that was listening to Black Talk Radio Network last night or Time for Awakening, where um, we stream on both of those platforms, conversations, reparations, where it was a bunch of young people who called in. And so uh, brother, Jamoke who hosts the program, I'm the audio engineer. He already then gave me the link to the YouTube video. I already got it set up to play uh, on one computer. It doesn't play all other videos play, but that doesn't play. And I'm like, man, this is crazy, but I had something to fall back on the laptop and we were able to, to play that during that segment. Same thing, what's going on today and um, where that particular video is video, but there's no audio. And so I'm just saying what it is. And so, but we have found a short clip of a portion where we want to focus in on where she's talking about violence in America as um, there is an uprising. Um, Many people say George Floyd was the final straw for them. Others are saying that uh, our sister Breonna Taylor and Louisville was the last straw. Um, I'm, I mean, we could just go on and on uh, and name victims. It's it's constant and ongoing. And so all of this pressure seems to be erupting. And I think it's important I give this disclaimer. And this disclaimer is, I don't pretend to know of or have any information of any individual or group of individuals. All it take is one or two or three who conspire to Burned down a building like Target, which has been brought up, and we brought it up a lot of times on New Abolitionist Radio over the years because of its links to penal slavery, prison slavery, as authorized by the Thirteenth Amendment, and 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 so when Target is engaged in business practices um, like that, you know these are not friends of the community. All right. They are engaging in the act of violence on black bodies predominantly, but Hispanic bodies that are in penal slavery and, and the white bodies and the Native American bodies. And it, I mean, um, it, it is what it is. Anybody can look up those, uh, statistics, but we want to focus on it. Everybody wants to, um, you know, label people as being violent. Um, but you know, Dr. King has talked about who was the greatest purveyor of violence during his time? He said the United States, which was in, at war with Vietnam at the time. And here we are in 2012. And we didn't topple several countries, including our beloved Libya uh, and the people of Africa. Uh, okay. So, but first, before we get into that, and we play that portion of, of Tamika Mallory's um, speech, Krabina, uh what's been your reaction what have you been seeing behind the enemy lines of USA, Inc., as, um, you know, the people rise up to to express their frustrations with all this killing?
1: I'm not surprised is one thing I want to say. This is kind of like what many of us expected to happen sooner or later. And this, uh, you know, when we talked last time, it was, again, about violence. And still, we always talk about the music, but violence during this COVID-19, during this coronavirus um, pandemic. And the other virus that we talked about was this social virus that was going on. I know you and Bob Law talked about that, too. And this is just that social virus exploding, <laughs> you know, right now. And part of it is, was that police brutality that continues to go on and on. And that's what we talked about last time. It was the case of uh, Brother Aubrey and uh, Sean Reed in Indianapolis and Brother Aubrey uh, in Georgia and since then, what what happened since the last time we talked? So it's it's uh, it is serious. It is serious all around the country, and I'm hearing it in small towns all around the country that people are are wreckage, wreckage shop. They're tired. Uh, the youth are restless. Uh, they're out of school. You know, college students are out of school. You know, so it's uh, uh, it's quite a time right now. And Sister Tamika, she came in and and she hit them hard and heavy when she. Um, kept it real in Minnesota. Well, I think like two days or so after our brother was, uh, was brutally terroristically murdered by those pigs. That's a good segue.
0: So we're going to go ahead and listen to this audio. Uh, again, it it was over 30 minutes. Uh, I believe, I don't know if that entire 30 minutes was just her speaking, but I couldn't get any audio on one of the YouTube, uh, um, um, copies. So we did find a clip and it has music behind it, but hopefully uh, those listening will be able to hear her voice over uh the music. So let's go ahead and um transition to that clip.
2: This is a coordinated activity happening across this nation. And so we are in a state of emergency. Black people are dying in a state of emergency we cannot look at this as an isolated incident the reason why buildings are burning are not just for our brother george floyd we're they're burning down because people here in minnesota are saying to people in new york to people in california to people in memphis to people all across this nation enough. Enough, And we are not responsible for the mental illness that has been inflicted upon our people by the American government, institutions, and those people who are in positions of power. I don't give a damn if they burn down Target because Target should be on the streets with us calling for the justice that our people deserve. Where was AutoZone at the time when Fernando Castile was shot in a car, which is what they actually represent? Where were they? So if you are not coming to the people's defense, then don't challenge us. When young people and other people who are frustrated and instigated by the people you pay, you are paying instigated to be among our people out there, throwing rocks, breaking windows, and burning down buildings. And so young people are responding to that. They are enraged, and there's an easy way to stop it. The violence was what we learned from you. So if you want us to do better, then damn it, you do better.
0: Pretty strong words, brother Quabner, and uh, I'm in agreement with, with all of that. I think it's all backed up by facts. Um what, what are your, what was your reaction when you first, uh, heard, uh, Sister Tamika Mallory speaking
1: on that? Not surprised, because I know she keeps it real, and she's clear on a lot of things that she talks about. You know, I think it's good that she says it goes beyond what happened to Brother Floyd. It, you know, she put it like, because when you hear Brother Floyd's brother, tell everybody to be calm and chill. And like, bro, you know, we, of course, we're all sorry this happened to your, to your brother. Uh, we feel for the family. You know, everybody, that's why, that's why everything jumped off like that. It was the catalyst. But it goes beyond him because we don't want another one. Like if we have done this at the uh, Philando Castile, maybe your brother would still be here. I mean, you know? any, so, anybody um,
0: that thinks it's just about one individual, as I mentioned, Breonna Taylor in Louisville yes. today. Uh, you mentioned, you know, in Georgia, the uh, brother Ahmaud Arbery. So it's, it, but you know, we have to understand we, the family members be grieving and whatnot. Yeah, and then yeah. they also have what they call, uh, crisis. Uh, it's an official government name for them. Uh, but what they do is cause Billy Graham out of North Carolina, not Billy Graham, but his son, uh, who is kind of right wing, uh, himself, I can't recall, call his, uh, uh, first name, Mark Franklin Graham. Um, and so talking about they deploying some people to uh, Minneapolis you know I'm saying and so they call it like the clergy response team if I remember the reporting correctly years ago man uh this is right back during um what happened um Trayvon Martin Sanford Florida remember the young people shut it down and and, and what have you so um but I want to focus on she was saying we learned the violence from you you know that is all that you have shown um, people in this country um, perpetrated violence against uh, uh, Chinese immigrants, Japanese immigrants, but of course none more than descendants of Africans who were brought here and then bred here in the bowels of ship. many of them never making the trip and probably laying at the bottom of the Atlantic somewhere between here and, and Africa. You know, it just the atrocity and, and it just continues. Uh, it's the same thing. It's just in a different form. Like we went from plantation slavery, fought a civil war, so-called law, the, uh, the, uh, South, uh, or Confederates. We were taught that they lost, but where did they lose? The 13th amendment that they, you know, agreed to was that, listen, you just can't practice outright slavery. You got to convict people of a crime. Then you can put them into penal slavery. And so, so that's all we've had. In increasing, you know, uh, percentages of people ever since 1865 and especially you know, exploding under Joe Biden with his crime bill and the Democrats and Republicans bipartisanly. See, we're not going to point, we're not going to play partisan, uh, finger pointing games here. They're all responsible. People know to look up their records and see who voted with Biden for his crime bill.
1: Man, it's like what H.R. Brown, um, brother Iman Jamil Alameen said years ago, violence is as American as cherry pie, you know, what he said back in the day. And we we voted today. They had election today, and, you know, Sanders was still on the ballot, so I was able to uh, cast my vote for him. And we were saying this several weeks ago when Clyburn and those did their thing in South Carolina right next to you over there. And I was like, okay, there's going to be some changes that's going to happen because so many people were going for um, Bernie Sanders and democratic socialism. There's going to be some changes. Now Sanders was going. To, it's going to be tough. So Sanders was like, I compared it to like that movie, I'm going to get you, sucker. Remember that movie? Yeah. And and when they said, uh, I guess Damon Wayans and other uh, Kareem Hardison kept getting in trouble. And the dude, you either take the stairs or the window. And they kept taking the stairs. You know, their butts hitting each. Uh, their bus kept hitting the stairs. Painful. Right. That's what I said, with Sanders, it's going to be some painful. It's going to be some pain because it could be some changes for y'all. Well, y'all I, hit the I, stairs. But without Sanders, you're going to get thrown out the window. And so right now, it's you getting thrown out the window. That's what we're going. And I was talking about that the other day because the changes are going to happen. It has to happen.
0: Yes, yes. And you know, I want to get off into Sanders, but I, yeah, he he had all the right things because he didn't write that platform by himself. There's oh. many people, many of them black many of them non-white uh, who participated in all of those plans. Number one that appealed to me was the plan to shut down prison slavery effectively by adopting a prisoner's uh, uh, bill of rights. But, you know, uh, they were cheating him. He didn't have the courage to just really call it out like it straight out was. Uh, then he suspends his campaign, which he can unsuspend at any time. But just think if it to stay open during this time. With this going on, and then you looking at Biden's history versus his history, a policy history, and not just policy history, but how they conducted themselves throughout their lives—you know, from the '60s up into their old age. Biden in the 70s, I think Bernie's hit 80. You know what I'm saying? But Bernie is a coward to me because you're already 80-something year old, dude. I know be, he's almost there. I don't think he's right there yet. He's pretty close. But listen. Dr. King died for that vision. Malcolm X died for that vision. And so you aren't willing to die for that. Sometimes you got to call it like it is. You got to speak real truth to power. He knows he was cheated. Like Elizabeth Warren knows that he was cheated. It's on video of her admitting to to uh, anchors on air that it was cheated. It went to court. It was a whole court oh, yeah. case. The
1: last time. yeah, It was uh, in yes.
0: 2016. And so then you think that people uh, are and then when you kicked off uh, 2020, you start off in what was the first state where Iowa, where they had an app that was made by some neoliberals, Obama allies. And, and, you know, he ain't (laughs) the only neoliberal. And then Bernie had his own app and they got caught cheating there, man. And the delay, to Uh, delay, delay, the results. Yeah, listeners, y'all had to excuse my, the way I express myself, but it angers me. I know my voice can get annoying sometimes, but I, I get angry and it goes up in octaves, but he's weak. Look, I'm that old. I'm willing to die for my principles. Dr. King knew he was being threatened. So that's, if I got any criticisms of Bernie Sanders, he was just too willing to make a Game of Thrones reference to Ben knee to the DNC. The corporate neoliberal Democrats, the Bidens, the Obamas, as I talked about in a past video, that administration not caring about Black Lives because Black Lives Matter started under his administration, in his policies that's and what. That's a lot of people
1: seem to forget that 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 you know this this is nothing new that this been going on for a while. Uh, definitely under you know we talk about Freddie Gray, you know we, even Trayvon Martin. All this was under his his administration, Mike Brown under his administration, and so. But, you know but Tamika was hitting on the head about this violence that the police are uh, continue to put on our people that has been going on for so long and and it's not you know it's not because of who we are it's because of who they are and what they've been taught and so what they've been taught and what's been pushed in the head also continues is with this music man and you talked about and she talked about target and not giving a damn about target burning and these are the same big box stores these same corporations who finance, who buy commercial ads on these radio stations that play music, that tell black people, that brag about black people shooting and killing each other. The same corporations. And right now, you see some of these rappers they've been putting the mic in front of, who are now, well, let's not blame all the police, or, you know, my father was a police, or is a policeman, and now they want to back down, but they're not backing down, or they're not checking these artists or their ilk. Or themselves. Or themselves for pushing all this music, you know. T.I. song, one of his latest songs, is "You Got to Aim it at Your Forehead." You know, you know. He, if he, you need to check out, y'all need to check out the song called "We Be in the City." Car ain't got no roof is like the the car ain't got no roof. We be in the city, and they just talk about how they're gonna put these rounds and shoot you in the back and the eye. You know, T.I. is on that remix. You know, just crazy, dangerous song about gun violence. And killing your own people? How you go? What you gonna do? The ends? And this is this is hot and hot rotation on these radio stations. It was in hot rotation in
0: these cities, in the urban areas um, where um, a lot of political violence is, is occurring. So anybody to me that's getting arrested are political prisoners because you know again it was a political act or act of the government, um, which is just ongoing in a, a practice and pattern to use legal terms of them snuffing out, um, their own citizens' lives. They don't, they don't, you know, again, man, this is just straight up thuggery, straight up murder, straight up slave catching. Um, cause that policing is always been historically connected to slavery. And of course, historically, black bodies have been policed more than others. Um, and so, you know, people gotta understand that, but you are exactly right. I mean, I, I, I don't go into many department stores, um, when I need stuff, I go online and what have you. And, you know, um, sometimes, like you've talked about over the years, you can even go to a local high school basketball uh, game or junior high or maybe a football game. You know how they play some of the hot music that's so popular, and, and they're playing this type of music, inappropriate music. So, I, you know, I think that people need to think on that what uh sister tamika mallory brings up where did they learn this violence uh from but of course the disclaimer is we are not going to let the mainstream narrative uh, assign any buildings being burned down by anybody based on their skin color by political affiliations for all we know the owners since coronavirus has damaged these businesses (laughs) So bad that some of the owners might have been going underwater or looking at going out of business and hire some folks and set the buildings on fire. I know there's been whispers about Trump doing that and that's how he bought up properties
1: in New York, but I could be wrong. No, that that is a practice that has been documented and people talk about all the time. You know, and they call it. They use a, a word that starts with a J before the fire. When I first moved out to the, uh, this northwest Indiana area, the first time I heard it was from from a white dude. Who said, "Oh yeah," they said a Jewish fire. That's what the white dude said. I was like, "Wow!" So that's what they call it. That's what they used to call it, I guess. But yeah, we want you can't put nothing past man. Things that are going on with this in the system and in society. But you know, again, I think about these corporations and like the McDonald's. Now McDonald's is wanting to give money and help out. During this uh, during this crisis right now, when they again when they when I talk about the songs like "Car ain't Got No Roof" and these violent vulgar songs like the one I heard the other day, "I got your H on the leash, I will f your I will f your H and pay her bills, my chopper decapitates you, blow your face off." And now, followed by now, that is now, a McDonald's commercial.
0: Just a second, Kwabena, for those who may be new to this issue that you've been raising through Clear the Airways Project since that's how I met you. Actually is to interview you about your work as I came across it, uh, uh, on, on social media. But, um, you know, you've been doing these surveys and stuff and, and what have you. And there was a very interesting one that you posted that his brother looked like he was the security guard. And it really is on us to stop listening to it, man, and not listen and, and not, li- and, and hold these corporations to account. Hold a McDonald's to account. Hey, you want to talk about you concerned about violence or you anybody wants to complain about uh, corporations that exploit their labor. Don't pay them living live wages. We don't have affordable housing for the majority of the people. So many are homeless because of the 2008 meltdown and Wall Street got bailed out. The banks got bailed out and families got put out. On the street, this is, you know what I'm saying? So we mm-hmm. have to hold these corporations. I am not, to quote Malcolm X, I am not concerned about Massa House burning down when they're causing so much harm in the community. And again, your focus is on the harm when they underwrite through advertisement on these radio stations, like where the Breakfast Club. People mentioned the Breakfast Club. They was mentioned last night talking about reparations. But you tell them who owns the Breakfast Club uh, distribution and then what it. else do they distribute uh brother
1: cobbner who else is, it emis broadcasting i believe is the one that owns breakfast club and they again they're based in texas just another cor- uh, corporation that pushes that poison and right now we have a, a resolution pending in new york you city Sure, California. it's not crawford it might no, Craw- be crawford. crawford crawford owns pop crawford owns power 92.3 which is one of the most horrid radio stations in the country in, in the Chicagoland area, right there in Hammond, Indiana. That's who Crawford owns. And I will would, would let you know that Crawford, all around the country, they have quite a few radio stations that they own. But what they mainly push is conservative talk and Christian broadcasting. That's mainly what they push all around the country. But when it comes to Chicago and the young African masses that they play on their urban, so-called urban rap station, it's always about killing people. You know, they praying to God in some of these songs, and then they're rapping about killing people and pornography, about what, what the sister would do with no hands. And and bro, and they dropped, not, like you mentioned the survey. We did it again yesterday. We're going to finish it up, but we, I found a little spot where I can go play a little ball behind the school. And some other brothers came through, and I, I relinquished the court to them as, as I was getting ready to leave. But I said, y'all going to answer the survey question for me? And they said, yeah. And they did it on video. And they, they answered the survey question, same numbers, In word, N-bombs, I think they said 90%. Calling our sisters B's and H's, they were like 85%. Bragging on us to shoot and kill each other in the music, it's like 85%. And one brother was 19, the other I think was 14 or 15. And this is the music that's being force-fed to the masses of our people constantly. And they have not stopped. We talked about it last time during the, uh, the corona issue that's occurred on WGCI, which is a no-heart station, y'all call them iHeart. They had a COVID mix a couple weeks ago. And in this COVID mix, the first song was a song by Roddy Rich, But he bragged about SNOD no hands with it. It's in the chorus. And that's in the COVID mix. Yeah, so now we, that it's, um, it's got You work. mentioned
0: iHeart. You mentioned iHeart. While I got the information in front of us, Premier Networks distributes um, The Breakfast Club. And that is a subsidiary of iHeart Media or No Heart Media as uh, Clear the Airways Project uh, movement caused them. So
1: there you go. They ain't got no heart, no, 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 no compassion for their listeners. And we met with them. We sat, me and Brother Creamer and Brother Kojo sat in their office with them and met with them. And, and they just said, "Oh, y'all want to be part of our board? They, look, y'all blame it. Go get the labels." And we know the labels send you some music, and the music uh, is calling out women, B's and H's, and telling us to kill each other. Don't play it. Don't play it. It ain't on the labels or on. Y'all, y'all the radio station. And then we have uh, the issue of the materialism, like you talked about. And, and when we did, when we struggle with this music, brother, we don't just deal with the pornography, the in bombs you know, the uh, and, and the killing. We talk about the materialism. Joseph Lowry, who just left us recently, a couple months ago, uh, civil rights uh, icon for years and years, I saw him at a speech out here in Gary when I first moved out here. And one of the things, the only thing he said in that speech, I'm sure he said a lot of profane, th- not profane, profound things, but the only thing he said that I... It stayed with me was that if we got to get if we want to get out of the situations that we're in right now, we have to start living liberation lifestyles, and liberation lifestyles means non-materialistic lifestyles, and that stuck with me, and I always always remember that when brother our our brother said that, but when you give our children ten weeks not ten weeks five weeks ten episodes a Michael Jordan and Jordans, and then the new Jordans come out, and you see when they open them all in Atlanta, they out there lined up and fighting for the Jordans. During COVID, was, right? Yeah, during COVID, yeah. They open them all back, and they fighting for the Jordans. And then when you have uh, this uh, late U.S. Uh, spring, because it's late spring, it ain't summer yet, not like the Arab Spring, but like this late U.S. spring, uh, that late spring U.S., whatever you would call it, happening, and, and, the, and the youth, these... Um, Youth who have been dumbed down, not politicized youth, see these breaches and these foot lockers, man, they're going to get it. I don't care yeah. if it's Philadelphia, but, but. Chicago, they're going to get it. And, and Gary, let me say this too, and Gary, you know, what's happening in Gary? I said, man, I got to worry about nothing in Gary. We don't have nothing in Gary. So there's no really nowhere to loot. But there's a shopping center called The Village. In The Village, I believe, has a hot dog stand, a Dollar Tree, and some sort of foot store, a foot locker, not a foot locker, but a foot something, a shoe store. You know, they hit it. They hit that foot store. One of the only places they hit, Gary, was that foot store. You
0: know, but from the videos, I've been seeing black and white people, um, quote, unquote, looting. I call it appropriating. If these are poor people, because we know the statistics have been out for a while showing the greatest wealth inequality than any society on this planet is the United States. When you have the 1% owning more well, for i don't know the exact stats but it's an obscene um number or obscene uh percentage while people is out here living the day-to-day on the edge then you materialize them through your media to to lust after certain things and they living in poverty living on the edge and so i i uh, um it shouldn't be hard to understand why, if they would take advantage of the chaos, which ain't got nothing to do with the protests for the human rights of the countless victims of U.S. government and, and the state governments and, and what have you. Uh, but these people are risking their freedom in their lives. I don't need nothing that I can't buy. I eat every day. I have secure housing unlike a lot of folks in Charlotte do not have secure, they live in paycheck to paycheck. We, we don't even have a couple of hundred dollars in a savings account on average. So, you know, I'm blessed. You're blessed to have some employment. Now, right now, a lot of people is unemployed. So I can't judge people who are living on the margins who may appropriate some goods and service, taking advantage of the chaos started by our murder by a police officer of George Floyd and kicked it off, I'm not going to judge him. I'm not, I, I'm with I'm, you, brother. I'm, I'm like you. her. And so we don't know, again, if it was the business owners looking to cash in from insurance policy because they was underwater, uh, if it was some person with a legitimate grievance. It could have been a former employer, y'all. Employee, y'all. People, what I'm trying to get across is do not allow the media to paint these suspects in your mind when there's no way of us to to know, any of us to know. Okay? Um and and then there are many people that that engage in these things. But as we get ready to wrap it up, uh I don't want to hear nothing from any of these corporations until uh they stop funding and underwriting this music um of that that promotes intercommunal violence. Anyway. Well, it devalues black life. So don't tell me black lives matter and then you own on 97 point whatever in whatever market and then that's the type of music that you play. I'm going to talk it to you for the closing remarks, Brother Quabla, And uh just let me say you can find Clear the Airways Project on Facebook.com. Just put that in the search engine and it'll take you there. Clear the Airways Project. Your closing remarks,
1: Brother Quabla. You know they, they you talk about people or corporations, capitalists trying to take advantage of the situation and come in like they really care about the people. There today, this is Tuesday, second day of June, Black Music Month, by the way, Blackout Tuesday they called it. These corporations, these corporations got together and said, "We're gonna black out the music and entertainment and social media for one day, for one day." These are the same corporations that play this music that constantly tells us to shoot and kill each other. I, I thought about, uh, I saw a little thing, I didn't read the article, where fake, y'all calling him Drake, we wanted to be a part of this. Now, not too long ago, Drake had a song out called Look Dead. I guess the real name of the song was Look Alive, but he talked about, ends pull up on my side, we're gonna send them to the other side. You know, we're gonna send them to the other side. You know, oh well, F'em, dog. we're gonna see how hard y'all ride, which is retaliate. And when they retaliate, they go, and well, they don't care who they shoot sometimes, because also in another song is my Glock cock, I don't get no F about who I hit. You know, songs where artists are saying shoot forty eight times in the song, shoot, shoot, shoot. That's that's the chorus of the song. And we and we make up a dance to it. And, and, many, now and also
0: many of these corporations use thirty seconds, whatever, for their commercial. commercials. Commercials.
1: Exactly. Exactly, for their commercials for this crap. And now y'all want to take one day, like yesterday was, uh, was was the first, the first day of Black Music Month. And by the way, too, I want to give a, a shout out to our theme for Black Music Month this year is um, music as a tool for our liberation. Music as a tool for liberation. That's the theme for Black Music Month for this year. So, and so, but, you know, yesterday I'm, I'm monitoring these radio stations again. So we monitor them periodically and it's all about pornography. It's all about, you know, savages, from uh, Beyonce and the sister uh, Megan, Megan the Male Horse, because the stallion is a male horse. So Megan the Male Horse, who have they now have the number one song, not just on urban radio, but the Hot 100 in the whole country, is a song called "Savages." That's the number one song in the country during the, what's going on right now. <laughs> so some of the stuff is coming back, to, coming back. They bite them in the, bite in the ass, <laughs> you know. And then the number one song in Switzerland. The number one song in London, uh, in Ireland, in Australia is a song called "Rockstar." What? What your homeboy, the baby? Your homeboy, the baby. He says he, the rockstar he ain't using no guitar. He, he ain't my, gun. hey, he ain't my
0: homeboy. <laughs> I wasn't born in Charlotte. I was born in Gaston County, North Carolina, at Gaston M- Memorial. But okay, that's he, close enough, Scotty. He he, he in the region. <laughs> yeah, but but you
1: know. My my little my little girl G, she watched me kill an in when she was two years old. That's some of the lyrics in the song. That's number one song, not just I mean all over Europe and Australia. All about killing Africans. All about shooting ends. Nah, bro. Now nah, watch tomorrow. Watch what they're gonna be playing. Those who did participate in this in this uh, charade. Watch what they're gonna be playing tomorrow. I said the only blackout. I want to hear a deal with today. is that there's that book by Paul Porter called uh, Blackout, his 40 years in music business, right, right. Where, he, where he exposes the the violent and the uh, hypocrisy in this music business and what it does to our African people, what it does to the psyche and to the mind of the masses of our people. Yeah, if y'all want to find
0: that Black Talk Radio Network family, just on the platform, um, blacktalkradionetwork.com, put in Paul Porter, and that'll pull up the interview I did with him when his book oh, right. uh, Blackout uh, came came out. Well, to tell them once again how they can link up and support Clear the Airways Project and see those uh,
1: surveys you've been doing on the street? Yeah, we're on YouTube. We gotta just also search Clear the Airways Project Black Music Survey, and and those surveys will come up. Also, you can check us out as you mentioned earlier. Clear the Airwaves, and it's Airwaves as in ocean waves. A. I-R-W-A-V-E-S. Clear the Airways Project. And we need some support. We need help. We need help. um, Our our children. We're we're focusing on our children because this is a poison that they're pushing on our children. Our children, our children, they cannot fend for themselves. They need need us as adults to protect them.
0: Oh, yeah. So we have to. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry to to interrupt. But before we close out, congratulations, bro, for being the guest on uh, BTR News segment that was highlighted on another ranking that came out from a media platform talking about must listen to black podcast that's covering uh, the George Floyd uh, protest and, and murders and, and what have you. And uh, they picked three, they highlighted three of my my uh, uh, podcasts from the archives and, and the one I did with you uh, about police violence. And we also was connecting the dots the same way we've done here uh, but you know, congratulations on them picking that as one of the most interesting podcasts. You so you share you share in in any uh, kudos being thrown our way. I I, sh- I should say,
1: man, back at you, brother. You know, uh, brother Ig Tierbe was talking about leaders. People complaining about where's the leadership and the lead, and one, first one of the first people I thought about was you because this the work that you're doing here with the Black Talk Media Project. It's so important, bro. And uh, you know, you put in a lot of work. And you know, like we we need support with the Clear Airways project. We just support Black Talk Radio. All right, brother
0: Kwabena, you stay safe during this uh, this pandemic and this uprising. And uh, definitely be calling on you in the future to get some of your on the ground analysis.
1: Right on, brother Scotty. You too, bro. Stay up. Stay alert.